In fact, what I have observed listening to thousands of employees about their motivation at work is that some people work to live and others live to work. And it's backed up by research. Research out of Yale argues that people can be divided into three orientations. Those who see work as a job, those who see work as a career, and those who see work as a calling that is central to their identity. And actually, depending on your orientation, it will influence greatly the proportion that work occupies in your life and how much you love it or just like it or tolerate it to enjoy the rest of your life. Welcome to Zen Like a Boss, the podcast. I'm your host, Laura, consultant, speaker, researcher, mama bear, 9 to 5 corporate leader turned entrepreneur, your favorite French Canadian that loves la poutine. In the last years, I've become one of the top experts on employee engagement. Today, my purpose is helping you feel more motivated, balanced, fierce, and zen like a boss at work and in your overall life. Let's do the work together, my friend. Welcome, welcome to the third episode of the podcast Zen Like a Boss. Thank you so much for continuing this journey with me. And thank you for those who already gave me some positive feedback that, for example, I've made you redefine your why or grow in any sort of way. That is the whole purpose of this podcast. So continue sending me your comments on Instagram or LinkedIn, or I would love to get questions as well. That gives me a lot of ideas and inspiration for future episodes. And also, pardon me if you noticed, uh, my voice is a little bit strange. I finally caught my daughter's cold after 20th cold of the winter. She's uh, starting the nursery for those who don't know, don't, don't follow me on social media. Uh, so getting sick only one time is actually not that bad. So I, I won't even complain. So sorry for what I call my nose voice. Getting back to the subject of this episode, one of my friends saw a post that I've put on Instagram where I shared the data that nearly half of employees would not recommend their job to their children. And I was amazed by that data. For me, half of people that would not recommend their job To their children means they should, they must not love that job that much. So she asked me, do you have to love your job? What role occupies your work in your life? Can you enjoy your work because of the perks only? What if I don't love my job? Is that okay? So that gave me the idea of this episode which I really like because it's all backed up by research. So listen up. We often see quotes like, choose a job you love and you'll never have to work a day in your life. Forget about the fast lane. If you really want to fly, harness your power to your passion. Honor your calling. Everyone has one. Trust your art and success will come to you. So this is Oprah. Do what you love and success will follow. Passion is the fuel beyond a successful career. 
I am personally inspired by these quotes, but I find that they don't speak to everyone. In fact, what I have observed listening to thousands of employees about their motivation at work is that some people work to live and others live to work. And it's backed up by research. Research out of Yale argues that people can be divided into three orientations. Those who see work as a job, those who see work as a career, and those who see work as a calling that is central to their identity. And actually, depending on your orientation, it will influence greatly the proportion that work occupies in your life and how much you love it or just like it or tolerate it to enjoy the rest of your life. First things first, I want you to ask yourself which one of these three orientations toward work best applies to your current employment situation. First one, job orientation. I will describe actually the definition of of having a job orientation. Individuals who fall into this category tend to view their work as a means to an end. They work to receive the pay and or benefits to support their hobbies, family, or life outside work. They prefer jobs that do not interfere with their personal lives. They are not as likely to have a strong connection to the workplace or their job duties. The job serves as a basic necessity in life. If you know you have a job orientation, for example, you can emphasize finding fulfillment outside of paid employment with hobbies, community activities, or family. Career orientation. An individual with a career orientation is more likely to focus on elements related to success or prestige. This individual will be interested in the ability to move upward in his or her career, to receive raises and new titles, and to achieve the social standing which comes from the career. Careers who have a clear upward ladder are appealing to those with a career orientation. Finally, the last orientation is the calling orientation. Individuals with a calling orientation often describe their work as integral to their lives and their identity. They view their career as a form of self-expression and personal fulfillment. Research conducted by this researcher, the name is way too complicated for me to pronounce, it's Wersleski, and (laughs) colleagues, uh, so this person, finds that individuals with a calling orientation are more likely to find their work meaningful and will modify their duties and develop relationships to make it more so. They are found to be more satisfied in general with their works and their lives, but it also comes with elevated risk of burnout, a reality you need to guard against. So of course, there are always pros or cons to each one of the orientation. And honestly, my opinion is that you don't really choose the orientation. It is something that you feel you are, you will be pulled into one of the these three directions. So if for you, the first orientation talks to you more, the job orientation, it means that all of your life, you have always found more fulfillment 
outside of your work. Your work has never been something you fantasized about or you dreamed about having like a particular career. And the opposite, a calling orientation, actually it's my orientation and I haven't chosen that. That's something I felt deeply inside my core when I was 22 years old. I felt that calling, that purpose that I needed to do something to influence others positively. It was like stronger than myself or bigger than myself. That So I didn't chose that orientation. Okay, so now now before you get all bonkers and obsessed over these results, I have some general elements or nuance I, I want to share with you. First, there is no good or bad orientation. Everyone is different, and even if the calling one has a better satisfaction rate, the real important KPI here is your happiness and satisfaction of your overall life. How do you feel about your global life and the place that work occupies in it? Second, you don't necessarily stay in the same work orientation your whole life. People with a job orientation that have been happy with this lifestyle will experience, for example, a near-death experience, and this will change their orientation to a calling one. The question I want you to ask yourself after you've assessed what is your actual category is, are you satisfied with your actual orientation? Does that make sense to you? Is that okay with you? And is that how you envision your life? Maybe it is time for a change. If it's the case, I invite you to go back to the episode two, where I guide you step by step to clear your vision and give you some insights on the work that is right for you. Finally, you cannot necessarily predict someone's orientation based on their job, title, income, or profession. In fact, the researcher has found that most professions are fairly evenly divided, with about a third of workers falling into each category, which means, for example, an administrative assistant... Uh, there will be an administrative assistant that might approach his or, or work with a job attitude, which means she might say, for example, I'm working here because it was the only job available in this market. It's okay, but it's not my life. I'm more interested in my family right now. Or another administrative assistant with a calling orientation might be more likely to say, let's say it's a E for, for that example. So I take a lot of uh, pride in solving our customers' problem because they, ev they ever reach my supervisor's desk. I consider myself an integral part, element in the success of our company and I enjoy the challenges I face each day. So that administrative assistant is way more motivated and, and, and fine his role to be a big role in the contribution of the all overall success of the company. Another example for a, a doctor, for example, with a career orientation this time, career which is really like about the status and the, the climbing ladder that is fueled by the feeling of significance or importance related to the status, which explains why surgeons are one of the professions where they find the most psychopaths. 
But there are other doctors that really chose this line of work to make a difference in people's lives. So more with a calling orientation. So a doctor could be with a calling orientation, could be uh, with a uh, could have a career orientation. So it's not like one job means one career orientation. In conclusion, it is better to focus on your overall life satisfaction. For some, the passion and most fulfillment will be found outside of work and others, it will be found with both or with work. Once you know yourself and what you need, you can really own it and tailor the work-life situation that really fulfills you the most. Okay, now I want to share with you another study from Bain. The author spent a year surveying 20,000 workers in 10 countries, for example, United States, Germany, France, Italy, Japan, China, India, Brazil, Indonesia, and Nigeria, as well as conducting in-depth interviews with more than 100 employees. They concluded that there aren't three work orientations. There are six archetypes, each with its own strengths and weaknesses. These archetypes help us better understand what it takes for different individuals to, to find a, a sense of purpose at work. So I'm going to name you uh, and define the six archetypes. So listen carefully and uh, take some notes to see if you recognize yourself in one of the six archetypes. First one, operators. Of the traditional work-to-live type, the report says operators find meaning and self-worth primarily outside of their jobs, which means it's a job orientation. And when it comes down to it, they see work as a means to an end. So same things as job orientation. They're not particularly motivated by status or autonomy and generally don't seek to stand out in their workplace. They tend to prefer stability and predictability. Thus, they have less interest in investing to change their future compared with other archetypes. At the same time, Operators are one of the more team-minded archetypes and often seen, see many of their colleagues as friends. Second type is, are the givers. Givers find meaning in work that directly improves the life of others. They are the archetype least motivated by money. They often gravitate toward caring professions such as medicine or teaching but also thrive in other lines of work where they can directly interact with and help others. Their empathetic nature typically translates into a strong team spirit and deep personal relationships at work. At the same time, their more cautious nature means they tend to be forward planner who are relatively hesitant to jump on new opportunities as they rise. Artisans is the third archetype. Artisans seek out work that fascinates or inspires them. They are motivated by the pursuit of mastery. They enjoy being valued for their expertise. Although they are less concerned with status in the broader sense, artisans typically desire a high degree of autonomy to practice their craft and place the least importance on camaraderie 
of all the archetypes. While many find a higher purpose in work, this is more about passion than altruism. Fourth archetype are explorers. A free-spirited type, the report says, explorers value freedom and experiences. They tend to live in the present and seek out careers that provide a high degree of variety and excitement. Explorers place a high than average, average importance on autonomy. They are more willing than others to trade security for flexibility. They typically don't rely on their job for a sense of identity. Often exploring multiple occupations during their lifetime. Explorers tend to adopt a pragmatic approach to professional development, obtaining only the level of expertise needed. Strivers are the fifth archetypes. Strivers have a strong desire to make something of themselves. They are motivated by professional success and value status and compensation. They are forward planners who can be relatively risk-averse as they opt for well-trodden paths to success. Strivers are willing to tolerate less variety so long as it is in service of their longer-term goals. They tend to define success in relative terms and thus can be more competitive and transactional in their relationships than most other archetypes. Finally, last archetype are pioneers. This entrepreneurial type sounds like it's more likely to be founding companies than plugging away in the trenches. Pioneers are on a mission to change the world. They form strong views on the way things should be and seek out the control necessary to achieve that vision. They are the most risk-tolerant and future-oriented of all the archetypes. Pioneers identify profoundly with their work. Their vision matters more than anything and they are willing to make great personal sacrifices accordingly. Their work relationships tend to be more transactional in nature. Their vision is often at least partly altruistic, but it is distinctly their own. Reading through these, I instantly self-identified as a pioneer, so the last one. But I have started as a striver. Before I knew my purpose, before I had that calling orientation, I was definitely a striver. So do you recognize yourself in one of these orientation or one of these archetypes? Are you more of a job, career or calling type of worker? Or do you recognize yourself in terms of archetypes as an operator, a giver, an artisan, explorer, striver or pioneer? Think about it and it's going to help you a lot to ask yourself these questions about how much you have you love your job, how much your passion have to be inside of work with your work or outside of your work. And finally, what, what role occupies work in your life? What proportion occupies work in your life and what kind of work-life balance goal you should define for yourself. For example, 
if your type is operator or if you have more of a job orientation, it is normal that you are not in love with your job because you find more fulfillment in your outside life. But you need to make sure you have a great work-life balance that gives you plenty of time to enjoy your outside life. If not, you will just spend a lot of time at work, a work that is not your passion, your identity. So your overall life will suffer from that. Or in the opposite, if you have a calling orientation, your work is the thing helping you fulfill your purpose. So you should love it and also not be bothered working more outside of your working hours. And like I said, it all depends as well as the season of your life. Some people, when they've just had a child, are more in a season where they feel more called toward a job orientation because they want to focus on their family. They want to focus on having a good work-life balance and that makes total sense. If your overall satisfaction of your life benefits it, then it's a go, it's a yes. It's okay like that. You could choose a job, a, a, a work that is not I demanding that you don't leave at seven o'clock at night feeling drained, exhausted, overtired, and not satisfied overall. And you have control over these type of decisions. There are plenty of different type of jobs out there. And depending of how you know yourself and what you need right now, you can choose the best one to respond to your needs and benefit your overall life satisfaction. I hope this assessment helped you better understand yourself and your relationship to work as well. I would love for you to share with me on Instagram at Laura Parent, L-A-U-R-A-P-A-R-E-N-T about what is your orientation, what have you learned, do you identify with a specific archetype, I would love for you guys to share with me on Instagram. Thank you so much for listening. If you like this podcast, don't forget to subscribe, share with your friends and rate it five stars on the platform of your choice. Finally, tag me on Instagram at Laura Parent while listening to it.